Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> God made me this way, and he's. What did we do last week, asshole. dude? I can't fucking remember. I've been trying and trying. It was the devil's backbone. Oh my god, that's right, the devil's back. <laughs> Fuck, I can't. I couldn't remember it for the life of me. A not fun movie. You can try to make this movie fun, but it's still super dark. I don't know. I thought this movie was well. Let's let's just get yeah. into it. I guess. Let's do it. What's up? This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and I said that real weird. But that's okay. I almost said it like the Budweiser commercial. I'm Andrew, and I don't have... I really don't have anything clever planned. Oh, you know what? I, I do. I do. This might this might be the one that I'm, that I'm going to use forever. You are now my heteropodmate. <laughs> the Reverend Samuel Mance. That's not me pretending to be a super straight guy. That's just me quoting Kevin Smith. Yeah. Jason Mewes. Well, you know, as long as we don't keep it too hetero, that's, that's the important thing. I'm like 50-50. It just kind of depends on the day. I'm 80-20, but that's every day. Like the beef I have in my fridge <laughs> we got it at target on discount meat day <laughs> i wasn't even aware there was such a thing uh what target meat now that you mention it yeah i wasn't aware there was target meat target has a grocery section sometimes i guess i knew that but i've never gone there so if you if you, you know. go to the right target the one on the south hill has a grocery section there's a grocery section in the target up here where i live too but oh yeah that, oh yeah i just live up there huh i've just never gone there you know it's like i do not think of target when i think grocery shopping well rachel loves fucking target so i get to think about target all the time hey you know today we're doing twice dead by the way we completely skipped that part <laughs> Yeah, it might help to mention the title of the movie before we dig into it. You yeah. know what? I was actually thinking about it, and we should show a little goddamn professional integrity and throw a spoiler yeah. alert at the top of these episodes. If this is your first time listening to the show, we spoil the shit out of every movie we talk about, and some movies that aren't on the schedule, too. <laughs> so be warned. Just if you are if you click on a podcast about a movie, spoiler alert is a given, especially when it's like two hours long. Yeah, I agree. That's probably the case. But at the same time, I hate the idea of being the reason somebody gets a movie that they really wanted to watch spoiled for them. You know, I don't care for that. So I'd like to I prefer to just throw a blanket spoiler alert at the top of every episode. Fucking spoiler alert. There you go. Pieces that's how that's how it should always come out too. fucking spoiler alert. I didn't take a ton of notes this time, but uh, I did. I did do a notes watch. It got too boggy because in this movie, there's a lot of filler material. There are some moments that are really strong and you can really just you know latch on to in terms of a story but there's a lot of filler stuff that is like we can skip this this doesn't fucking matter but it kind of does matter in getting from point c to point d you know i attempted it <laughs> at the beginning of my notes and then quickly quit i work hard for this okay i take extensive notes every time sometimes i even write jokes oh shit I for know. real how come you never say them i do they just sound natural because i'm, I'm good at this let's break into it so it was directed by bert l dragon that's d-r-a-g-i-n is that dragon or dragon i don't know i'm gonna call Dra him dragon because that's cool Dragine. so he's only directed two movies uh summer camp nightmare and twice dead so that was not as interesting as i was 
thinking. You know what? I was actually thinking because I was I was looking at Warriors of Virtue stuff today. No spoilers. <laughs> that guy directed some weird shit, but uh, in looking at his filmography, he was additional crew on the Penelope Spheres movie. Uh, Sus- I almost said Suspiria. Suburbia. Oh, I got that in the. Uh... Apparently, was also produced by Roger Corman. So the Twice Dead was also produced by Roger Corman. I didn't know that. How come every movie I'm watching lately is fucking produced by Roger Corman? <laughs> Probably doesn't hurt that we just went through a big Roger Corman's birthday sale. I bought a bunch of stuff on that sale. Suburbia was one of them. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, well, that's interesting. But no, I started watching Blood Fist and that's produced by Roger Corman. Then I watched Blood Fist (laughs) 2 and I watched Blood Fist 3 and I'm pretty sure they're all produced by Roger Corman. Well, if Blood Fist 1 is produced by Roger Corman, it's a safe (laughs) bet that the rest of them are too. Because Roger Corman doesn't give up on a property. Um, Well, technically, uh, Blood Fist 1 and 2 are the only actual Blood Fist movies. And then the other ones are just random fucking movies with Don Wilson in them that they threw the Blood Fist name on. Yeah, that sounds like Roger Corman's MO. <laughs> but they all star him. Like, that's their one connective tissue, that they all star him as a different character. It's kind of like what happened to Best of the Best, only he ends up being the same character in all four of those movies. <laughs> but, like, only kinda. I told you about the Roger Corman, how mo- how his movies got made thing at some point on the podcast, didn't I? Probably very cheaply. Is- well, no, not just that. I mean, yes, obviously that, but also one of the things he would do, and I don't know how much he did this throughout his career, but in the early days, you know, in the fifties and sixties and seventies, one of the things he would do is he would just have a writer sit down and write, you know, 200 titles, you know, eat my dust, uh, <laughs> little shop of horrors, you know, the terror shit like that. He would just have a writer just write 200 titles. And then he's like, which one of these, how many of these movies can we shoot in two days? No, then he would. <laughs> go to a test group and he would just test the titles and be like hey which one of these makes you want to see it and they would tell him which ones made them want to see it and then he would go to a writer slash director you know one of these young kids like a young ron howard or a young francis ford coppola and say hey i want a movie called this i want a script in two weeks i want it shot two weeks after that on x budget can you do it and they'd be like hell yeah i can do it if you'll fund it and (laughs) you know and that was how all those movies got made well good on him i want to do that i mean it's kind of similar to the uh the blumhouse model in that you know jason blum his whole thing is just controlling the budget of the movies so like he'll basically if you can come to him and say look i can bring this in on this budget he'll green light you most of the time at least that's you know according to some stuff i've watched because his primary concern is controlling the budget and making it profitable which if you keep the budget low enough and it's a horror movie it'll be profitable yep here give me five million dollars jason bloom let i can do some weird shit with it. <laughs> I think he has like a 1 million or 1 million cap, maybe 2 million for known names. Well, I was going to say he gave he gave Jordan Peele 5 million dollars for Get Out, but good point. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan P- Jordan Peele was was already working off of an established brand. I'm just as funny as Jordan Peele, fuck off. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, how come you aren't on the show? They just don't get it. They just oh, don't. I guess I just don't either. They don't get me. <laughs> but you know what I don't get? Mm. Not, not this movie. I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a segue. I, I get segues. So right before I watched this movie, I watched it with both of the kids as as I try to do with some of these weird horror movies. Um, Obviously. Not necessarily a mistake, but probably I wish I would have known about a couple parts before I let them watch it so I could warn them. <laughs> 
I'm assuming the uh, the expiration of Meow the Cat. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the big one. I put on the trailer. I haven't watched the trailer. Sometimes I'm like, you guys think you can handle that? Do you want to watch this? Does it look good? And they're like, yeah, we'll watch it. I watched the trailer and I was so fucking worried and I did not want to watch this movie. I didn't want to watch it at all. I'm like, I watched the trailer. I'm like, <laughs> this looks like garbage and not in a fun way. This looks really boring, really dumb. I just don't want to watch it. We start watching the movie. It's over. And I'm like, fuck, I I liked it. So I'm like, (laughs) watching it a second time was not hard, which was awesome. I, yeah, you know, I kind of had a, well, I figured I was going to enjoy it. But what this movie really did for me was just a complete switcheroo in terms of meeting my expectations of what the movie would be about. You know, the content less than the quality. It's the quality level. You mean that it's called Twice Dead, so you think it's about fucking zombies, and that's kind of what's in the trailer, too, and that there's no no zombies at all? I figured it was about some kind... I figured Killer Ghost, or Zombie, or something like that, or Vampire, maybe, but no, it turns around and just does a complete switcheroo at about the 15-minute mark, or whatever, and then suddenly we we go from, you know, this supernatural entity is terrorizing these kids, to this supernatural entity ends up saving the day, and the end of the fucking movie like what the fuck yeah uh this movie's not good but it's not bad also Uh, i'd say it is bad but in a good way so let's start uh before we before we get into this there there's one thing hanging over this movie that would not stop the entire time have you ever seen two siblings with as much sexual tension going on as these two You know, I actually had that thought right at the end, right when he runs down to grab her and she's, you know, she's unconscious and he thinks she's dead. I'm like, these two want to fuck. It took you that long? I was watching it the first time. It was on for five fucking minutes and I'm like, wait, are they related or are they like a couple? But it turns out, I uh, just just for fun, I wa- I watched a review of it like right before we did this, and apparently the two were dating in real life. Yeah, okay, that explains it. <laughs> that explains a lot. Maybe they should have recast one of them so that it wouldn't have been so fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine it would have been a little difficult to recast your leads at that point, Meh. just because um you know they're the leads and all. Eh. But uh, I I wouldn't have wanted to see Jill Whitlow get recast. No, and honestly. Thank you. I thought the guy was pretty good. The only thing was, is like, he looks like he's got an Instagram filter on him the entire time, which is a little upsetting to watch. You know, I, there, I have a note that I'm like, I don't want him to be, but this motherfucker is charming as fuck. I like him a lot. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this dude. Oh, I completely agree with you. I 100%. In any other movie, he's the bad guy. He was in several things in the 80s. I'm pretty sure he was the one of the bad guys in Ski School. He is in Ski School. I've never seen Ski School. Oh my God, he was in Class of Newcomb High. Just like as, oh. a, as an extra, I guess. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I only found that out like well after I had the thought. But my first thought when we meet the family is meet the nuclear family. And then they drive <laughs> up to the house and I'm like, and now meet the class of Newcomb High. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. And so, then I found out he's fucking in it. Let's really break into it here. We'll bring up the sexual tension as it happens. <laughs> There's a lot. They have more than the parents who are an actual couple. <laughs> 
That's true. Ugh. Those those parents did not look like they fucked. Or maybe those yeah. kids are adopted. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a if that was strictly a relationship of convenience. We get our opening sequence, and it's already weirdly off-putting. It's eerie. <laughs> Because this dude in a in a tuxedo and a creepy porn mustache is dancing with a lady, and she has no expression on her face whatsoever. No, she is just blank. There are cars pulling up outside. It turns out it's like I guess the guy who owns the house, but we don't understand. Like we don't know what the fuck's going on. We just know there's a guy dancing with dancing with a girl, and there's people outside going like, "Hey, let us in. This house is mine. Fuck off." So were you as put off by Tyler Walker immediately as I was? Uh, not because of the creepy porn. <laughs> mustache but because of the fact that something just looked wrong about his face he's played by another actor we see yes i only <laughs> realized that later at, uh, when i watched the credits is he's played by an actor who's actually a very young guy <laughs> So they put all this old makeup on him that does not look the least bit realistic. No, and I didn't really notice. I was too busy going like, because every time they cut back, it looks like the lady is more and more fake looking. Yeah. Like she just kind of fades into not being real anymore. Just every time they cut back. Which is actually uh, very skillfully done because that is what they're doing. Okay. And I'm like, like, did I fucking imagine that? Like, was she a doll the whole time? (laughs) Because what happens there? They're dancing and they have this you know they have this music playing and he's dancing with her then he unzips the back of her dress and then he stabs her right in the back right in the back right in the fucking back and then then i don't you know <laughs> then he and then he kind of lays her down <laughs> yes but she's very obviously a mannequin at that point not a real lady i was right there with you i was like what the fuck fuck am i watching first off with him looking so fucking weird and then with that weird transition they did from jill whitlow to the mannequin i'm like what am i what am i watching and then these guys are breaking into this mansion you know quote unquote mansion and it's the jankiest looking (laughs) house you've ever seen purport itself to be a mansion i mean it's technically large enough but it looks so fucking ghetto i had trouble explaining that just now because it was very confusing i didn't know if i saw that and the girls were watching it with me and they're like she's a doll look she's a doll i'm like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) like oh fuck she's a doll (laughs) then you felt like you were hallucinating yeah that that that, yeah that's pretty much this whole movie yeah it definitely caught me very much off guard the first time i watched it the second time i was you know paying a little closer attention and i knew what to expect but yeah that first time i was like what I just felt lost for a minute. It was minute. so confusing. It's the the guy who owns the house, I guess, and the cops are knocking on the door. And doesn't one of the cops go like, I'm going to break it down. And then the guy just like opens the door. Yeah. Like he has this <laughs> moment where he's like, I'll put a shoulder into it. And then this other guy just reaches in unceremoniously <laughs> and opens the door. And it's almost like it was supposed to be a gag. But this movie has no comedic timing. So <laughs> it didn't lot. know how to make it funny. It was very bizarre. <laughs> so they they do get into the house they go up the stairs it's the third floor it's very not really important but it's mentioned several times not technically important that it is the third floor but the third floor is important this time you think the same thing is going to happen with the door again but they're like oh we can't open the door let's break it down for real this time and they do and i'm like okay sure i'm just i'm just gonna let it slide and they break it down and they see the doll laying there with a knife sticking out of her back but then tyler walker is hanging from the ceiling from his underwear very obviously (laughs) wasn't his underwear (laughs) it wasn't his underwear but he's clearly got a harness around his hips because his ass is sticking oh oh. (laughs) (laughs) oh okay i get it i get it 
I mean, it's probably like up around his ribs or something like that is where the actual, you know, fulcrum is or whatever, but he's leaning forward and the rope is following him through the air. So it's very clearly not tight. It's a terrible effect. And for comedic purposes, solid gold. (laughs) So right after that, we cut to its modern day, quote unquote, modern day, 1988. Is this made in 88? Uh, Yeah, it came out in 88. It looks so much older than that. Though I do have to say that the sister what's her name the actress uh the actress's name is jill whitlow the character's name is robin okay robin never wears an outfit that i hate usually they put women fast fashion in the 80s was rough for everybody but especially especially women <laughs> women in low budget movies you ain't kidding like Lori laughlin's pretty and everything but her outfits and rad are fucking awful <laughs> Yes, they are. I will say this about uh, the clothing. Nobody's jeans were doing their asses any favors. <laughs> and that shit's coming back, so I mean, be on the lookout. What the fuck is up with that? I can't support that philosophically at all. I'm sorry. Those 80s jeans were the worst for asses. Like, embrace the technology, man. Jeans nowadays make an ass look nice. I mean, I'll grant <laughs> you, asses generally do look a little bit better nowadays. But even in, in those days, <laughs> even if you had a nice ass, Ass. it didn't look good because those pants looked like shit i was okay with it not not that it really matters but anyways let's let's talk about the family and i immediately i immediately went like are they fucking each other seriously like <laughs> is she she is giving him a handy and mom and dad can't see it <laughs> You just totally changed the dynamic of the movie for me because it didn't occur to me that early on. It literally only occurred to me in that last, it, well, you know, that last rushing to her side moment, which technically isn't the last scene of the movie, you know. But yeah, like only right at the end there did it occur to me. But now I'm probably never going to unsee it. Well, you're welcome. Robin has a fucking just cat sitting on her lap. And, and I could not tell what the cat's name was, but it was Meow, right? Yes, Meow. Okay. I mean, she has... There's a fucking five minute scene where she just walks around going meow, meow. Well, and I thought I I thought (laughs) I was hearing that, but then I'm like, no, that can't be the fucking cat's name. (laughs) Sure enough. And she likes to draw, too. She's really good at drawing. So which doesn't amount to fucking anything like they try to make it do something but it doesn't actually well technically it does in that she sculpts those fake heads you know but that's about it (laughs) i even my next note is the sexual tension between the brother and sister is off the charts Uh, Pornhub's calling. The, oh, fuck. I forgot to make a Pornhub joke. Oh, I do because mom and dad leave the house. And I'm like, Pornhub is full of videos just like that. And they're both really attractive, so you wouldn't mind seeing them fuck each other? They are. I mean, I got to give it to them. They are both very attractive people. Unlike mom and dad, how the <laughs> fuck did they produce those attractive children? Give me a break. Yeah, it's, it's all right. We don't want to. We're not going to dive too deep into that. Maybe <laughs> maybe a little later. I don't know. They get to their new house, though. Well, their new house. Uh, they drive through... The- this fancy neighborhood and they're like oh it's a mansion are we gonna live in a mansion and dad's like yeah it's a mansion it's just as big as these houses and then and then they keep <laughs> on driving in that neighborhood <laughs> they keep on driving and then and the buildings just get shittier and shittier we're gonna get fucking stabbed we're gonna get stabbed here this is that's what's gonna happen the mom makes that comment about they have a good neighborhood watch and the son's oh yeah like, yeah the neighbors all watch you get your ass beat <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That was the chase. He's like, I'm just kidding. Most of them participate. <laughs> so they get to they get to the house. It's the same house from the beginning of the movie, and it looks like shit. It's even shittier looking now. Which is saying something because it really looked like shit in the beginning. But the not lost boys are hanging out on the front porch. <laughs> 
Oh, oh tell me. By... Yeah, tell me you were not getting that fucking vibe to, led led by what fucking uh, Dollar Tree you know what? version of What's His Butt from <laughs> it, The Three Musketeers? It didn't even occur to me. Although, <laughs> I will say, Silk, the leader of the gang, he looks just like fucking Peter Facinelli. Remember Peter Facinelli from the late 90s? No, I have no idea who that is. Who's that? He's uh, He was in... Oh, can't hardly wait oh he played mike dexter and can't hardly wait he played uh (laughs) he was married to robin tunney i don't know if they're still married or not uh he played the doctor in twilight yeah yep nope i (laughs) i picked up on it That's all I could think. Every time it cut to him, I was like, this Peter Facinelli looking motherfucker. How does this guy not sue Peter Facinelli for his face 15 years later? I'm like, wait, the kid from Hook? But he was was just a little boy. But no. Was he in Hook? Uh, No, he was not in Hook. But you you know that nerdy kid who like in Can't Hardly Wait who like him and his friends get back? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Oh, what the fuck is his name? I used to know it too. I don't remember, but he's like a scientist or some shit now. So he's he's doing all Really? I don't know if he's a scientist but he's doing smart person shit well he he looks like he would be doing smart person shit he definitely had that vibe which is why i think why he fits so well in can't hardly wait which is one of my favorite bad movies it's uh, not a good movie but no, i love it it's that get it's it's your get over it for me i really like get over it. that movie's terrible yeah it's my high school movie you know i mean for some people it was fucking say anything or something like that for some people it's, say anything which is a good high school movie get but... over it i i've never actually seen say anything seriously which, oh I am, man believe me i know i i know i should have watched it by now but you know everybody's got a high school movie it's that that movie that came out right when you were the right age and for me it was can't hardly wait oh yeah fair i i didn't watch most of those movies until i was older i did watch i i watched get over it in the theater though i was there for that one good old ben foster that was before i even gave a shit about who he was i'm like wait that's the kid from fucking that disney show that i can't remember the name of now I think we talked about this for oh, from uh, Pandorum <laughs> on yeah. Pandorum. Yeah. Yep. But seriously, like I can't get over it. The fact that he went from that movie. Cause I, I saw that movie in the theater too. And I can't believe he went from that movie to being Ben Foster. Like what the fuck happened in there? Yeah. Right. There's actually there's a lot of famous people in there that like went on to do like things that people actually give a shit about. Now, was that the one that had, I can't remember for sure. It had Cisco in it. Did that one also have the, uh, the Scott Peterson guy? Wait, what? What's your point? What's your porn name scott peterson oh no 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 that was that was uh bring it on oh he was in bring it on yeah oh okay because i saw those two <laughs> right at the same time jesse like, bradford like boom one after another oh that's funny <laughs> i like i like that that's how you know him he's not the guy from get over it he's now he's now the guy the guy who made the jordan peterson joke from the movie you've never even seen <laughs> you mean scott peterson scott peterson jordan peterson fuck i'm getting <laughs> <laughs> Those are two completely different kind of fucked up answers to that question. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, you can see, you can tell I've been spending a lot of time on Facebook lately. <laughs> I guess, huh? Okay. Uh, All right. I, could, I should just call him the swim fan guy. That's what the I swim fan him. guy. Fuck yes, he is. He he'll be the swim fan guy forever. So anyway, back to Peter Facinelli and the mildly disoriented boys. So Silk, the leader, he's like sitting on the front porch in a chair, like it's a fucking throne. <laughs> I, it didn't even occur to me until you said it, but now it's so painfully obvious they were trying to do the Lost Boys. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland even had that moment in his cave where he's got like his throne thing. Yeah, and he's got the same hair and everything. It's weird. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unsee it now. Lost Boys is just missing the fat guy. <laughs> That's true. Which, the Lost Boys never did have a fat guy. By the way, Bonnie saw him get on his motorcycle and she started laughing really hard. <laughs> 
That was so mean, but it was so fucking funny. I'm like, what are you laughing at? The way he wears at? it like a cod piece. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you laughing at? Are you laughing at the fat guy on the little motorcycle? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, dad shows up and he's like, hey, uh, you guys get lost. We live here now. And they're like, uh, fuck off, old man. And then dad tells Scott is the kid, the boy's name, right? He tells him. Go get Not the- Peterson. <laughs> right. He says, go get the gun. And he's like, dad, come on. Stop being a fucking dumb second amendment piece of shit i think his exact words were <laughs> guns kill people isn't that what he said he says he says that later on when they're at the oh, when they're at the oh, junkyard okay. i guess i'm like, <laughs> like yeah see this is where my redneck side comes out because i just wanted to smack him right there and be like you dipshit yeah guns guns will people get people get hurt that way but guess how else people get hurt by a bunch of douchebag teenagers with wep with small arms well crip crip by the way is is a very important character he whips out his fucking switchblade which we see a how, thousand times how the fuck a dude would a dude in a white in all white gang would get away with the name crip <laughs> in la in the late 80s oh fuck that's a good point i did not even think of that but just in time the cops fucking show up to make sure that nobody gets killed one of them looks at silk what and goes, timing yeah i know right one of them looks at silk and goes get out of here you're gonna do another six months I'm like what does that mean <laughs> and clearly he cares yeah silk could not give less of a shit but uh, my favorite line of this scene is when is after silk and the douchebags drive away in the car his sweet ass t-bird the cops like oh no no excuse me um the dad says me and my family we can handle ourselves and one of the cops is like well that's good because we got our hands full and the other (laughs) one's like but don't hesitate to call yeah oh it should be mentioned that crip is immediately just obsessed with robin yeah he gets super creepy right off the bat it's just a little immediately weird, yeah. goes full rape stare uh but i said crip is already obsessed with the sister she's hot i get it but taken by her brother <laughs> <laughs> so i noticed it right He's away gonna keep bringing this one back around for the whole movie um, oh before we continue i'm gonna we we need to start something because this is this is some serious shit and i've been thinking about it so much okay so we're gonna Hit go me. we're gonna go right back to uh jill whitlow and if you pull up her imdb guess what movie she's in we're gonna start just i'm gonna point out every weird science connection that ever comes up ever again <laughs> i don't know that's right because double dragon had two and when we do showdown there'll be another one it'll be the same guy but who cares and you, you know the best part about this is that we can go from whatever movie to the weird science connection to kevin bacon we can make it to kevin bacon every time how do we jump okay wait what's the jump we go we go whatever movie has a weird science connection then we go to weird science then we go to that chick from friday the 13th part three and then we cheat a little bit and then we go to friday the 13th part one which starred kevin bacon i don't think you even need to do that i think we can go from <laughs> oh we probably can but it's you know that's weird science for him and robert Downey jr can, can't we go from <laughs> weird science to bill paxton and weren't bill paxton and bacon and something together i'm 99 percent sure they were so they go in the house and it's a horror movie so there's no electricity and the house looks almost as bad as my place <laughs> like it is trashed and there's a little throwaway line about didn't you send in the check to the fucking power company and the mom's like yeah i did but there was a problem at the bank which is the reason they leave the <laughs> that leave the siblings to fuck later that is a real 80s uh throwback i mean you don't really have that anymore nowadays because nowadays you can you know you, you can go online or you can get on the phone and just resolve everything that way you know back in the back in the 80s you had to go down to the power company office and shit um, you had 
to pay with a check that might bounce and you had to clear yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of glad for you know what mark of the beast put that 666 all over my head just to make things a little more convenient <laughs> oh I'm boy i'm good with it i'm already getting the vaccine i'm getting microchipped it's fine yeah i got mine yeah i bet they're following you right now you do so many important things that they just want to know exactly where you are at all times it's true it's i went i went from my kitchen to my backyard today three times and they're like what is he planning then curveball i circled around to the front yard and watered the grass oh didn't see that shit coming did you mr government so in wandering around the house yeah i'm jumping right back into it it's fine (laughs) please do (laughs) in wandering around the house the brother scott he looks up and there's this weird fucking mirror right at the top of the stairs in it he sees not his own reflection because it's up in the air so we wouldn't be able to see his reflection anyways but he sees tyler walker in the mirror Ooh, i wrote boo because it was kind of a jump scare moment but not really yeah this movie has a bunch of shitty half-ass jump scares in it (laughs) there's like a couple that kind of work but not really there's one in just a couple of seconds actually when when uh the mannequin of aunt mabel falls out of the fucking closet right what was her name Uh, was it mabel i wrote it down like way far down in my notes i don't know where the fuck myrna myrna i knew it was something like that oh yeah because the sister finds that eternal love from tyler to myrna or whatever the family is apparently declaring bankruptcy by the way the mom and dad are in bed talking about it yippee wee yeah they're padding the runtime here with a bunch of dumb shit that doesn't matter well what we skipped over is instagram face goes upstairs (laughs) and he uh i'm I'm just getting there we were just getting there it's bedtime oh oh he hears a noise yes i got this shit oh that's right that's right it was at bed it was after he went to bed that he heard the noise that's right I forgot about I thought it was when he went upstairs and saw the mirror thing that he then went up the rest of the way my bad well yeah and then so there's a third floor to this house okay the only thing that I don't understand about it like I get it it's a big house there's bound to be more floors the dad doesn't know what's up there because later on he says you've been spending an awful lot of time up there you got a fucking fuck doll or something up there and I'm like have (laughs) have you not been up there like no what he said what he said specifically was I thought maybe you were stashing a bra and you know what i gotta say i have a feeling i know what young scott was stashing that doll for it does look like a fuck doll it totally looks like an 80s fuck doll granted not not modern day but 80s for (laughs) sure scott was fucking that doll well Uh, when he wasn't fucking his sister yes exactly see he's fucking his sister all day long he can't open the door because of course of course he can't (laughs) And of course the doll looks like his sister. It does. We'll get to it. Don't worry. So we can't open the door. The door, the door's locked. So he's like, all right, fuck it. I give up. But the door, as he walks away, the door opens because boo, he goes in and the window's open and the noose is still fucking hanging there, which is creepy. Yeah. Um. Did we ignore the fact that this dude's uncle then took possession of this house, ran a business through this house <laughs> and lived in this house? Yeah, they haven't. I don't know if they had brought, brought that up quite yet. But yes, that does happen. So like, did he never go up to the third floor? Did Tyler Walker set that shit up? later on or after the uncle yeah. died or whatever i i don't know i don't know what we're meant to believe on that but uh it it wasn't adding up for me no it doesn't make sense I, it was still... almost as if this wasn't an expertly written script no it was still kind of creepy though I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> it was it was so there's a record player and this room still looks really really <laughs> clean by the way like 50 years later so somebody's been taking care of shit up there so there's this... apparently when you're a ghost yeah. you have to dust too yeah of course uh so there's a record player so he opens it up and he's like looking at it And then in quick succession, real quick, it slams shut. And then he looks over to the closet door and the fucking doll falls out. That would, the doll thing would be the creepiest fucking thing in the, in the world though. I'm not, I don't like dolls. 
It's very scary. No. I would definitely have shit my pants when that doll <laughs> fell. It, like, if that was me and I walk into a room and it's all spooky and shit, I walk in, I find a fucking noose hanging there. <laughs> I open that door and a, that doll falls out. Uh, nope, I'm going to be I'm gonna be scraping gravy out of my pants after that. <laughs> my grandma has, still has, like these curio cabinets with those cr- big creepy dolls in them. Oh, God. Oh, nice. I hate them so much. He learns about Tyler Walker because in the closet it's got his poster and stuff and there's, I imagine imagine some other weird shit in there yeah and nobody ever has you know a poster for someone who isn't them hanging up in a house yeah i know that's weird right oh hey <laughs> guess what so that scene goes nowhere right this second but we cut to the next day and it's school time and guess what else i wrote more sibling sexual chemistry because they're walking awfully close together <laughs> and they cannot stop flirting with each other i'm like guys that's true you are supposed to be fucking actors here pretend like you're siblings <laughs> stop it <laughs> This isn't Game of Thrones. This isn't the blue fucking lagoon. Stop it. Don't be weird. <laughs> when you said that, all I could think was, you're supposed to be fucking actors, not actors who are fucking. I was going to make a joke about the people in the stairs, pe- the people under the stairs, you know, m- uh, mommy and daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who are actually brother and sister. Oh, good times. I don't know. I do we, we we do a nice time jump, I guess, and we meet we meet Pete, our token black character who has to die later. Uh who it should be pointed out, not only is he the black guy who dies, but he is the only guy who dies in a movie where all the other heroes, you know, quote unquote good guy <laughs> heroes live. Yeah. So like not just uh <laughs> Not just what I mean. What I mean to say is uh, leaning hard into the cliche there. Just mm, looking to cement it. It should be noted also that Petey is the guest star of this movie. He's played by Todd Bridges from Different Strokes. Oh, fuck. Okay, I knew he was an actor that I've 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 seen do things, but I I've never actually watched Different Strokes, so I don't know. But like, yeah, Different yeah. Strokes was a big deal in the early '80s, and uh, I think by '88 it may have gone off the air, but only just. So uh, yeah, having him on board was a big deal for this movie. Todd Bridges. Oh, different. You know what? I lied. I've totally seen Different Strokes with uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah, I used to watch that on yeah. on the USA Network. Yep. Todd Bridges, Gary Coleman and some old white dude whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, I think Nell Carter was even in it briefly. Conrad Bain is his name. There you go. I think he's in Airplane. I We've had this conversation about how I feel about fucking those, not parody movies, those. Yeah, 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 but you haven't watched Airplane. Airplane is on a different level than all of them. I'm sorry, like, Airplane is the template that all of the rest of them are fucking up trying to be like. I don't really have an open mind about it at this point. Well, I guess that's fair. In truth, I can completely understand if all you've seen is the stuff that came after Airplane because, yeah, that'll close your mind up real quick. That stuff is hard I've stomach. seen Mel Brooks movies. Mel Brooks is the only guy who can do uh, who can do parody as well as Airplane. I mean, Mel Brooks actually exceeds Airplane in many ways, but after I'd say after about Young Frankenstein, all of his stuff was just kind of on a level with Airplane. I don't know how I feel. It's it's hard because I like a good dumb movie, but I like a good dumb movie that doesn't really know it's dumb. Like that somebody tried really hard to make a good movie. but it See, I think that's dumb. what Airplane is. I think they tried really hard and they made a good movie. That movie, man, effort went into that movie. Well, no, I, Those... I get that, but they're like, they're like trying to be dumb and trying to make 
trying to make haha jokes. See, I think they're trying to be smart about being dumb. Th- that's why I like movies like this so much because this movie's really fucking dumb, and I don't think I don't think they they probably knew it was kind of dumb, but they took it very seriously. I think that is part of what makes this enjoyable is everybody was really trying in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> watching someone try nobly and fail miserably is just fucking hilarious. That's part of the part of the issue I have with trauma these days. I'm like, God, you guys are just fucking. You're going so hard. There's too much going on. I definitely prefer the earlier trauma just from what I've seen. And I admit what I've seen is limited, but like the early stuff like Nukem High, like Toxic Avenger, like um, what the fuck was that other one I saw? Tromeo and Juliet? No, never saw that one. Only heard about it. <laughs> uh, there's a giant penis with eyes. I've, I have heard. It looks like uh, speaking of which, there's a giant penis with eyes and a mouth in this. Well, it's <laughs> there kind is of kind a giant of. penis with eyes and a mouth. Anyways. <laughs> hey, uh, Pete and Scott play basketball until the Lost Boys until the Lost Boys show up and fuck everything up. Yeah, like a bunch of fucking sociopaths. Like, okay, are these guys teenagers or are these guys adults? Because I honestly can't tell. Like, I, if the guy's been to jail, he must legally be an adult, but they're still walking up in the park and just harassing teenagers? Yeah, it's California. That's what it's like there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I, I never did grow up in California, but I have spoken to some people who have who went to high school there, specifically in L.A. in the late 80s. And from what I've heard, it was not a friendly place to be. <laughs> no, I imagine not. Crip immediately goes and starts creeping on Kate, or not Kate, Robin there, but he says, hello, Robin Cates. It's pretty fucking creepy. Uh, <laughs> and surprise, surprise, the thug guys are all racist. They say some racial slur that I've never heard before, and I can't remember what it was. I remember it. They call Todd Bridges a jambone, That's which I have right. never heard anywhere else. I'm like, okay, fat guy, because he's the one who said it, because he's the loud one. And I thought this was fucked up. Robin and Scott, like, take off and steal the fat guy's motorcycle and leave the basketball player kids to get their asses kicked. <laughs> Seriously. Like, they just ditch out immediately and let all these strangers who they just met get their asses kicked. How do they remain friends? He's like, That's what I want to know. Bye, Petey. <laughs> Oh my god, he just he just cannot fucking win. So they drive the motorcycle home. <laughs> And he he's he's kind of smart, not really smart about it. I thought it was an it was a thing. He just fucking takes the key out, leaves it on the on the fucking gas tank. They go inside and there's still no power because the power company doesn't like things. And then Melvin's like the way Melvin phrased it. It sound this is, you know, when they drive up to get the yeah, yeah. bike back. Melvin jumps out of the car and he hops on the or runs up to the bike. He's like, I want that fucker's ass right now. <laughs> and all I could think was, I want to fuck his ass right now because he is a sexy piece of ass which one well melvin i mean no 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 scott (laughs) i I know i know not in those jeans though i will say that (laughs) we have the the there's no power so go down into the basement and find the fuse box scene (laughs) which honestly has no tension um well it's also in every fucking movie we've done in the past couple months like Every Friday the 13th yeah. movie has a scene where that happens. Oh, yeah. The Friday the 13th movies are shameless with it. Like, <laughs> the Friday the 13th movie, every single one of them has going down into the basement to, tur- to turn the <laughs> lo- power back on. They all have a rainstorm that lasts all of about five minutes but comes down like a fucking torrent. <laughs> like, are we fucking, do they just remake the same movie four times <laughs> so far? Like, it wasn't until I started analyzing those movies that I started realizing, Jesus, they weren't joking about this being the same movie over and over again. 
<laughs> Hopefully it'll start to get fucking weirder later. But uh, he goes down into the thing, into the basement to do the fuse box. And it's an old shitty fuse box. And the fuse, I guess, is just sitting on the shelf of the fuse box. It's not even plugged in. Nope. It's just there. And there's and he doesn't have to pull an old fuse either. The fuse just wasn't in there. So he's just like, <laughs> snap, boom, power. But Scott, no tension. That's what I was saying. Yes, you're, you're right. He does find a casket, though. Which is cool. Yeah. What, that but like fucking seriously who the fuck moves into this house it's all shitty and weird you run into those thugs out in front and you don't inspect the entire fucking house before you go to sleep that night (laughs) (laughs) i have to agree with you on that one like these guys were majorly slipping they you know not to victim blame but uh my sympathies are not entirely (laughs) with them at this point i am I'm the least paranoid one in the house. Like Rachel's always like, "Oh, lock the doors. Even if you're inside, just don't fucking lock the doors. Don't don't fucking do anything. There might be somebody in the attic, so we got to be careful." And I'm like, I'm like, "No, it's fine. There's nobody in the attic. Nobody came in. It's okay." I forgot she had that thing. I remember you telling me about it now. <laughs> but even me, I'm like, "Dude, go look around. There's a whole basement and a whole third floor that you guys obviously have not been in yet. Like, I mean, that was the first thing I did when I moved into my house, and my house is fucking tiny. And they've been there I for at least in, a couple days at this point. Yeah, like, before I even moved in, I went in every room and checked every nook and cranny. Like, come the fuck on, people. Granted, they didn't, they didn't like, pre, pre-check out the house because it was given to them in, like, their uncle, in in, in the uncle's will or whatever. And they, sure, had, but they had to take it because they're broke. That's not the thing, though. Like, you look around the house because you have to get to know the place you're going to live that's just i mean if nothing else i would have expected the dad to do this like come on well especially How with the him and his dad not do this get the gun I'll, I'll just take the gun around the house you'd, you'd think that would have happened yeah and i mean telling scott to sleep with the gun by his bed it's like fuck dude <laughs> You're really, you don't talk about cart before the horse. You want, because again, the title of this movie is twice dead. So there's got to be an undead creature of some kind in this fucking casket, right? This is where the movie starts. Theoretically. Nothing in the fucking casket. No, no, nothing. It's just a prop. Just a cool prop. (laughs) We cut back to the kitchen and here's another bit where mom and mom and the sister are fucking, they're like, oh, we got to finish this before the, before it gets dark in case the lights don't come on. And in plain view, in there's there's something in front of it but it's not like covering the whole thing there's a door on the wall like it looks like a closet thing and they're like oh i never noticed this before it's got a switch right next to it it's so obviously a dumb waiter like as soon as you hear the grinding and then they pan over to it you're like oh it has a dumb waiter yeah and the girls have never seen it so they were like oh god what's that i'm like it's a dumb waiter he's in there it's just it's just, it's just the kid and sure enough they're oh my god it was so stupid and then you know out pops scott because he's got to scare the ladies because they're they're just girls they they're easily spooked i will say this and this is out of character for an 80s male in a movie he like immediately rolls over on his pranks he's like oh you know what i was out of line i'm sorry yeah weird right it was bizarre i've never seen an 80s movie with that again he's he's not the bad guy but in any other fucking 80s movie he would be oh yeah absolutely can't be that Um, good looking in an 80s movie and not not try to fuck somebody over well he's just trying to fuck somebody and it's it's his sister see he had an object he had an object for his aggression in this movie just (laughs) yeah yeah exactly just self-hate fucking his sister and i keep on going back to that movie did you ever see that's my boy the adam sandler (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Wait, of all the Andy Samberg movies, that's the one you picked? Well, I was, I think it, I think it was a girlfriend or something. I was, I was like sleeping and I woke up and she was watching it and it was half over. I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> and then it gets, it gets to that bit and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell that is when i was like officially done with adam sandler like i'd seen grown-ups and kind of given up a little when but like held out hope then i saw that and i'm like no i am fucking done see the funny thing is for me it was exactly the opposite i was done with adam sandler at that point i was doing a movie review show at the time and that was the movie that was up to do for our show and i was fucking enraged (laughs) i was so pissy we did a video on the way to the movie and then on the way back from the movie we do the review and on the way to the movie my brother looked over at me he was like are you all right dude i was like no i'm not fucking all right i gotta go watch a goddamn adam sandler movie i'm fucking pissed and then we watched it and i thought it was pretty goddamn funny except for the scenes when adam sandler was you know just alone oh i i was talking about the sister fucking part i thought the sister fucking was hilarious oh my god gross no it's not hilarious (laughs) it's fucking weird that that scene cracked me up that and vanilla ice pissing on himself it upset me it upset me a lot it's so gross (laughs) of course it's gross nobody's trying to say it's sexy but it's fucking hilarious i mean do you have a hot sister or what i don't know because i don't want to fuck my (laughs) sister Ooh, i stopped you dead for a second didn't i hot by hot by definition means i want to fuck you if i if if i say someone's hot it's like there's a part of me that wants to fuck them can i meet your sister (laughs) no Good choice. Good choice. Um, So let's get back to it. God damn it. Uh, Scott is back up in the room again. And this is where I think this is the part where the dad goes. Are you stashing a broad up there? And he says, yes, it's almost midnight. Come downstairs. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) He is literally just hanging out with the doll in the closet. But he's like, he was reading, looking at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was like reading old newsprint or something like that. Which, according yeah. to the Lost Boys, will get you high. Oh, cool. I'm glad. Don't you remember that line from the Lost Boys? Are you guys sniffing old newsprint? No, I have not seen that movie in so fucking long. It's only been a few years, but I have It's on HBO, HBO Max, so I'm going to... I gotta... It's a Corey Haim line, and well-delivered. Corey Haim's great. Rest in peace, Corey Haim. Dead awesome motherfucker. That's why you got to watch tra- uh, Crank 2. Corey Haim's in it, and he fucking kills. All right, maybe. He's such a fucking douchebag in that movie. Oh, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm going to make another sister fucking joke here in a second. Uh <laughs> what you <laughs> um so when scott leaves the room he decides to take the noose with him yeah for what the no fuck, man? fucking no reason no reason at all whatsoever the only reason he takes it is so the next scene can happen where he's in bed and his foot is hanging over the over the edge of the bed i told the girls i'm like nothing will happen to you if you are under your covers so just stay under your fucking covers and nothing will happen <laughs> That's the rule. That's the rule. I guess it's Tyler Walker's ghost and he wants to tie him up. And I said he probably thought it was his sister trying to be all kinky at first. See, I was going to say, based on his relationship with his sister, which you helped establish, and his bizarre relationship with that doll, uh, I think we know that Scott's into some kinky shit. So we have a good idea what he's going to do with that noose when he goes back to his room. Scott was on the cutting edge. So he was already done. This is before autoerotic asphyxiation went mainstream. <laughs> 
So this thing, it does just tie him up. He freaks out and the family comes running in and they're like, what the fuck's going on? What do you, you must have had some weird dream. And he's like, no, it wasn't a dream. I'm getting tied up. And the sister's like, he's doing it again. <laughs> and that never comes back. Clearly something like this has happened before. <laughs> I think what she meant is he's fucking with us and trying to scare us. Oh. Like, you know, from the dumb waiter. Uh, you know what? I did not put that together. I thought they were talking about, I thought she was literally saying like, oh, you did this before. That's why we had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're coming back to his freaky nighttime behavior. <laughs> he's always choking himself with an old rope. <laughs> God, this fucking movie. I love your interpretation so much more. So he's really just a fucking schizophrenic who likes to choke himself while he jerks off. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. So we cut to the next, like, the next night, I guess, because it's kind of dark. We just skip over the whole day this time. You know what? Um, Actually, I, I did want to mention, because uh, in this scene, we establish the, uh, the first person perspective of oh, yeah. uh, Tyler Walker's ghost. And I don't know if you know noticed this but i certainly noticed it they used evil dead sounds underneath it did they no i did not notice that yeah it's it's not as prominent as it is in evil dead but that that sound effect is underlaying the whole sound the whole thing that's awesome i might have to check that out just that part again yeah this is one of those movies that i'll probably go back to and watch at some point it's a fun movie yeah i'm definitely going to be watching it again i'm a little annoyed now that i didn't get that limited edition well i tried to get you to get the double feature lesson fucking learned okay i even gave you an excuse i know I got the evil, though. All right. Where the fuck Anyways, were we? We're at the fucking library, and guess what? Pete works there, and he has no... He has zero ill will towards Scott for fucking abandoning him and letting him get his ass kicked. This is the only... You, you know what? That specifically is the only justification I can see for why Scott later says Pete was the only hero. Because, yeah, Pete should have been like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no shit. I but guess Pete is the bigger man, and good for him. He really he is, even though he's a skinny little dork. I'm just being shallow now. But uh, <laughs> so I guess Pete works. He's there. just bitter because neither of us are skinny anymore. <laughs> I know. I never was. I was. I, I got know. a I got a mug that was my mom's with a photograph of me on it, and I was looking at it today because I was drinking coffee out of it. I was like, God <laughs> damn, look at you, you skinny son of a bitch. I was sexy once. I was sexy once for like five years. I'm like and I was married for it. Ugh. I'm fatter now, but I'm but I'm better looking. I could have crushed so much pussy. Nah, you couldn't have. Nah, I couldn't have. I wasn't <laughs> that guy. I, I I never was. I never will be. I'm that guy. Yeah, because I don't, probably were. I probably don't give a working. fuck. I have I have warts on warts. Everybody, if that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's only half true. My warts don't have warts. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, so all right. <laughs> by the way, this is also the scene where I where I decided that Scott was super charming and it's an, and it was annoying when I figured it out. Oh yeah, he it, it's almost painful how charming he is in this scene. His thing is he's just trying to figure out information about the fucking guy Tyler name? Walker. Ty, Tyler Walker, thank you. And Pete's like, "Oh, these fucking I heard some fucking dumb assholes moved into that house. And then he's like, oh, what's your address? He's like, and then he gives him the address. He's like, oh, ha, ha you're the dumb fucking assholes. And they both have this kind of like facial expression scene where neither of 
Storm says anything, but they both get it. And uh, let's see, Pete, Petey gets it. And then Scott is like, I got you. So Scott's aunt apparently was the one with Tyler in the beginning, but not really because I think it was a doll, but I'm really not sure at this point. Well, Tyler comes out and says later, and I can't remember which scene it is, but he says to Robin, he says, whoa, be careful with Aunt Myrna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be careful with Aunt Myrna. And she's like, what are you getting at? Ah, let's go fuck. Ah. <laughs> And then, and then after they get done, after as they're in, basking in the afterglow, he's like, "Yeah, no, Tyler Walker, he made that doll to uh, to look like Aunt Myrna." Okay, okay, so that makes more sense. Yeah, and they were they were, she maybe she just blew him in that scene. I don't know. <laughs> He tells Robin that when they're in the bedroom together, because it's bedtime again. Because they spend a lot of time. It's bedtime a lot in this movie. <laughs> It's almost like they couldn't get him out of bed. <laughs> um, so Filmmakers are like, all right, we'll just shoot here then. Scott leaves the room and like just like a split second after he leaves, the lights turn off. And then she's like, ha ha, very funny. And she turns back on the lights and then she sees. Oh, and she she kind of takes off her robe and she's in this sexy silk nightgown thing, which is pretty hot. I got to say, I was wondering if we were going to get another shot of Jill Whitlow's boobies. But no, they cock blocked us in this one. Those were just for Scott. Uh, she sees Tyler in the mirror though and he doesn't he like have the fucking knife yes and uh, this one completely went over my head the first time I watched it because the performance is a little kabuki theater like it's very over the top but because it was so over the top and everything is kind of over the top in this movie I didn't assign any real meaning to it other than bad acting but he kind of has this moment where he's about to kill her and then he he like he has a realization and I just thought it was bad acting you know so I didn't assign it any significance to when he realized that she looked just like her aunt you know because she played her aunt <laughs> but uh yeah so like that's the point at which the movie just does a 180 and suddenly uh old uncle tyler is actually trying to help not hurt yes uh and she when she sees him in the mirror she he disappears real quick and she yells for scott and he comes running and i said pornos start like this like a lot of <laughs> like a lot of pornhub yep that's where my pornhub comment <laughs> It reminds me of that scene in uh, mm. Detroit Rock City. They're like, scary movies start out this way, man. He's like, I've seen pornos that start out this way too, man. Oh, God. I love Detroit Rock City. That movie's fucking awesome. We're going to have to do that one of these days oh, because, absolutely. as I've said before, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> it's 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 a good one. But I have read the script. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I think that I thought that was super weird, but, but cool and hipstery all at the same time. It is a little weird. I was reading every script I could get my hands on back in those days and i will say uh detroit rock city was a funny script it is really funny and it's got those that four that that principal cast is so fucking good they're all great do you have it nope you should get it because i want i'm gonna get i the, suppose uh, yeah, uh i have the dvd but it has a skip in it Ugh, so i'm gonna get the oh, blu-ray bummer yeah i mean you're you're due for an upgrade anyway if you love it that much I, yeah it's true it's cheap too it's like eight dollars so it's one, oh, of the, really? it's one of those less than $10 Blu-rays. At least it was the last time I checked. You might want to jump on that. You never know when one of these is going to go out of print. Oh, Did God. you hear the whole thing about Warner Brothers? Uh, which part about Warner Brothers? Oh, my God. They basically, um, someone said in a tweet, and it's still not 100% how reliable this guy is, but it is believed to be legitimate that Warner Brothers plans on 
discontinuing physical media in 2022. Oh, no, I did not hear that. Well, so that's it's still ju- it's still just in the rumor phase. It's not 100% verified or anything. It's not like a Warner spokesperson has come out and said this. But a guy said that on Twitter who claims to work with Warner Brothers and have worked in on certain physical releases and stuff. Like, I think he said specifically the Tex Avery collection or something. And he was he was talking specifically about why more Warner Brothers cartoons aren't coming out on DVD. And he basically said, yeah, they are. They plan to discontinue physical media in 2022. I mean, I get who, it, I who bought them. Was it AT&T or something bought them? And now, like, basically, they're going to focus on streaming on HBO Max. I mean, that is that's the way of the future, I guess. So I get it. So basically what it means is piracy is back in again. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, shit. I'm not personally endorsing it for legal reasons, but a lot of people are. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just, you know, listen to some fucking Ailstorm and don't download any movies off the Internet. But totally listen to Ailstorm. Arg. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a minute. I was like, what the fuck is he going on about? I know he likes Alestorm, but what what does that happen? Okay. They're fucking pirates, duh. Very slow on the uptake today. It is pirate metal. Yes, I realize now that I should have seen that much sooner, especially given as much time as you spend talking about Alestorm on this podcast. I've got a hangover. Whoa. That's actually one of their songs. It's really funny. But then they also have a song about how... He was cursed at birth, and he has to swear a lot. I do remember that one. You played that oh, one that's for right. me. It's fucked with an anchor. That's right. <laughs> fucked with an anchor. The How kid, could I forget the that The kids title? love that one. I'll bet. It's a it's a really jaunty little, little sea shanty. It's nice. I got my daughter a book for her birthday called How to Swear. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's a serious, it's like a, it's like a legitimate it's probably 200 pages it dissects the art of swearing it's amazing um are we good at it or do we need that i think i need to get myself a copy too because yeah i re- i read that and i realized wow i am a rank amateur <laughs> everything i know about swearing i learned from kevin smith so yeah uh so you're probably a rank amateur too because i learned a fair amount from kevin smith kevin smith and quentin tarantino and john hodge basically taught me everything i know about swearing oh the angry video game nerd too that was a big one yeah by the time he came around which i've only watched like one of his videos but by that time by the youtube era i was already well established in my vernacular i wasn't funny yet though when i was like 18 so well i was over 18 (laughs) so I was like 18, 19 when, yeah, when I first started actually watching YouTube. I'm not going to say I was funny, but I had found my voice. I had not. I was just a fat dweeb who couldn't couldn't get laid and shit. Yeah, because let, let me see. I started doing stand-up comedy in 07, and that was when I really found my voice. So that was like, I, I don't think I had gotten into YouTube at that point. I'd seen it, but hadn't gotten into it because I didn't have a good app to watch it on my TV. And I didn't have broadband at home at that time. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Me Holy and, fuck. Me and my mom lived in an apartment and they had free internet that came with it so yep dial up baby it was not dial up it wasn't dial up it was actually it was cable oh no shit yeah cable wow that's something that also doesn't exist well it might exist i don't know but it's all it's all what is it called now it like went dial up cable dsl and then now whatever fiber optics or some shit yeah i mean it's all it's all basically the same thing it's just you know like upgraded versions of the same i mean i i know that the technology is different but basically fast internet I do love um, the internet, though. Yeah, I... And I hate God, it all at the same time. 
it blows my mind that there was a period where I was like, we don't need internet. Yeah, no, I couldn't go back, man. Yeah, it wasn't until, I think it actually was in 2007 was when I actually got high-speed internet at home for the first time. Up until then, I had been, I had, I had only had free dial-up um, or dial-up that was paid for by a relative. Speaking of no internet, they didn't have internet in the 80s. Well, No, they didn't. And course. so they couldn't watch cat videos. And if you can't watch <laughs> cat videos, what are you going to do? You're going to name your cat something adorable like Meow and go chasing it through the night. Okay, um, we're going to yeah, we're gonna get, that, it, get to that in a second. But before we do, how the fuck does she just go to sleep after almost being stabbed by a ghost? <laughs> Well, uh, I think you just answered your own question. It was the fuck that done it. Her brother oh, came in yeah. and comforted her back to sleep. Fair enough. So she gets woken up. I keep on, every time I try to type cat, it, it autocorrects to car for some reason. It says she gets woken up by her car screaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, her, her cat just... <laughs> and she walks down, she goes outside, and... and she- <laughs> this is what i texted you i'm like have you yep, started no, watching I, this <laughs> as soon as that part came on i was like oh that's what he was watching when he texted that the tone of this movie is all over the place this shit gets real fucking dark yeah that that was a gnarly special effect it looked good uh by the way the cat is pinned to the fucking door with a knife and it looked pretty fucked up i did not like that and the girls were like oh god <laughs> Yeah, and that's that was the, a, yeah, that's the one that I'm like, oh fuck! I wish I knew that was coming so I could tell them to you know. It let, was let them very know. much not in keeping with the tone of the movie up to this point. Like then everything gets all goofy again, and then like at the end it gets all fucking weird and dark again. It's yeah, it goes kind of all over the place. But uh, yeah, hey, guess what? The the Lost Boys are there, but this time they're wearing creepy masks and shit, so that she can't identify them to the police later. Yes, and Scott gets woken up because his bed is shaking. Ooh, who's shaking his bed i it's not it's not his sister even though that's what he was hoping for i'm guessing it's tyler durden or whatever the fuck his name is because now i turned my notes over (laughs) tyler walker see he's even named after a zombie come on he runs downstairs because he hears some shit and he goes right after the thugs he's brave but is (laughs) i wrote down but is really just pissed someone else might fuck his sister Because of course, well, Crip is the one who has her like held. You know, he's he's holding her. Yeah, he's very clearly intent on going that way with it. I uh, mean, he's pulling her nightgown lace down over her shoulder. Like I forgot, yeah. I forgot Scott, I wrote that one down. <laughs> Scott was about to be cuckolded. Oh uh, yeah, I know. And then after getting his ass kicked a little bit, like pretty rough actually, Dad comes out with his fucking gun and scares him off. And Dad is a terrible shot, by the way. Oh yeah, I, I, was he aiming? for them i don't really know even (laughs) i mean after all the bravado this guy's shown he fucking better have been aiming for them those dudes were about to violate his daughter like come the fuck on if ever there was a justified moment right i was thinking the same fucking thing i'm like jesus christ we cut to the next day and scott is limping through the fucking house because of course he got his ass kicked real bad goes up to the third floor to thank tyler's ghost because he knows he's the one who woke him up I mean, he just, he needed no convincing that that ghost was Tyler. Like, he was just immediately on board with that. He was like, nope, 
this was Tyler the Ghost's <laughs> doing, and it is Tyler the Ghost. And it really so is. From, and you know what? Open-minded kid. Fine. From that point on, Tyler is his invisible friend. <laughs> yep. And like you said, the police report doesn't do shit, even though even though Robin drew pictures of them. All of she's them. got a gallery show next week. Here's the part where Dad takes Scott shooting. Scott's not into it. Dad really loves his gun. He is definitely a Republican. Really, really big, uh, a really big, what's that fucking guy's name? Charlton Heston fan. (laughs) And this is the scene, this is the scene where my latent right wing asshole came out. Cause I was like, you fucking dipshit. Those dudes almost raped your sister last night. You cannot pick up a gun for her that like, come the fuck on. It's like, no dad, she still fucks me. It's fine. (laughs) Why are you talking like that? We're from Colorado. I don't know. It's just. The California is getting to me. <laughs> and they're from Colorado, and, by the way. It's true. And then his dad's like, no son of mine's gay. <laughs> he basically says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not, not a direct quote, but kind of. <laughs> not in so many words, but it's one of those situations. And then, and then Scott's like, all right, motherfucker, I'll show you. And I have had this moment with my dad. So... <laughs> so had this moment where my dad like chews me out about something and i'm like all right motherfucker i'll show you and then i do exactly what he wanted me to do just reinforcing that bad behavior and he blows the fuck out of some cars yeah and he's like it was open season on japanese imports i'm like i can't tell if that was racist or not (laughs) i think in today's climate very much so at the time probably but i don't know (laughs) i really yeah i really don't don't, know what the intent behind that line was i'll say this if it's racist it was unintentionally racist i think (laughs) well let's get back to more cars so early earlier on when they're driving to the house they said oh hey and the house comes with a hearse but it doesn't run so we're back home and scott is working on the on the fucking hearse trying to get it to start by the way when that hearse does get running it looks sweet i want he did some body work god damn i would drive that thing like a motherfucker yes and uh, or a robin, sister fucker yeah <laughs> robin is like building clay and this is another flirty as fuck scene between the two of them she's <laughs> sculpting clay and she's like you never built me a kiln you know uh, i know. thought you were gonna build me a kiln so i could fire up my masterpieces <laughs> and he's like later baby and then the director's like cut 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 you guys are fucking siblings what the fuck and he's like you know what just go with it scott put away your boner for god's sake <laughs> but the car does start fucking yippee okay and now now we're oh, getting the, no the the car starts because tyler walker from the attic zooms in on it and starts and, it yeah he, he it's only, it only starts because he wants it to start he's like biff only only i can start this car nobody can start this car but me there you go <laughs> nice pulling out the <laughs> pulling out the back to the future references like like i knew you could i can i can do it every time maybe not every time because i'm not that fucking funny so you know here we go my whole shtick for this episode is the incest so because guess what i it's- gotta say i'm a little shocked more back to the future references didn't come out during friday the 13th the final chapter you know what that's my bad we have to go back and re-record that whole thing <laughs> I'll come up with a hundred Back to the Future jokes just for you. That's okay. I think I'm good. (laughs) We're getting back into Pornhub territory because (laughs) mom and dad are leaving. They're going back to Colorado for their court date, which I imagine is the bankruptcy hearing. And that's the impression that I got. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down time for the siblings to 
fuck. And I wrote it down real long like that. I'm getting a feeling you really wanted to see that. Like you're like, yeah, they're hot. I need, I you know. need this out of this movie. And then I have to agree. They are both like frustratingly good looking. Well, and then it doesn't help anything when he's like, and when he does that Dracula voice, Dracula is not known for not fucking charming women, you know? <laughs> And then he's like, "You want to get in the you want to get in the coffin, which is in the back of the hearse now." <laughs> and just, just, just as they're about to drive off, because you know, mom and dad are gone. Whatever, they're gonna go have some fun. The thugs show up again. The fucking Lost Boys are here, and they just fuck it all up. Crip is busy creeping again. He fucking gets his face right up next to the window. And the guy, I think his name is Stony, the really tall one. Yeah, Stony, who reminds me of a junior high schooler who thinks he's a badass. <laughs> They all kind of have that thing going on, don't they? <laughs> no, but him especially with his John Lennon sunglasses and his his ponytail, but just up top. Again, <laughs> this was so me in junior high school. Oh, nice. No, yeah, I, I get. It. I was really trying to be that guy. I was the guy who wanted to dress like all the Backstreet Boys, but was too fat and nerdy and poor. <laughs> And Good no times. no way in fuck would my dad let me dress like a thug like that. <laughs> like a thug. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but it's just so fucking funny to hear it put that way. Because they're not thuggy at all. They were the <sighs> most innocent fucking little weenies. Seriously. Yeah. Those guys were straight out of church camp for fuck's sake. <laughs> But then the last song on their first record is If You Want It To Be Good, Get Yourself A Bad Boy. (laughs) And all the nine-year-olds went crazy. Speaking of Backstreet Boys, I realized, and this made this song a little creepier for me you know everybody backstreet's back you know you know that song do you know any lyrics or anything oh, yeah. from that song okay so you know that part i don't know the lyrics i just know the you know like the chorus and okay. like those first couple of lines well do you know do you know the part where one of them goes i think it's i, it's, I know their fucking names oh am i saying i think it is it's brian who goes am i original right and then nick chimes in with which doesn't make any sense it doesn't doesn't mean anything he's like am i sexual right okay now <laughs> Nick was 15 when he recorded that. It's fucking so Ooh. weird that they gave him that line. Ooh, yeah, that's a little jail baity. I never really thought about that until recently. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, but it it Lou Pearlman was a child molester. I think. I think he, oh. he, he was gay, but he was one of those not out gay guys, so it just got real weird. Oh yeah, you mean like Corey has been warning us about for years now? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Hashtag. My truth, Doc. I believe him. Oh, I 100% believe him. Uh, and it still blows my mind that nobody takes him seriously. Like, even after the Epstein thing, people don't take him seriously. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's been saying this for years. Then suddenly we have corroborative evidence and still people aren't taking him seriously. What the fuck? Because he's just weird, Corey Feldman. Because he is he is fucking he, weird. We gotta... is yeah. 100% weird, yes. <laughs> him like performing with that like hoverboard thing (laughs) did i tell you i can't remember if i mentioned this or not did i tell you my son's girlfriend's dad produced Corey's album oh my god i popped the hugest boner (laughs) when i heard that i like that i mean the like the album like the famous one let's get him on the show oh god that would be so oh dude there (sighs) that that is your interview right there let's 100 percent. oh i you i wouldn't even let you talk i probably wouldn't let him talk i'd just be like (laughs) Corey, you won't be my best friend not Corey feldman her fucking dad you weirdo oh oh 
Okay. Well, that's not as good an interview. I mean, given what we know about Corey Feldman, we probably could get him on the show. <laughs> well, you he, never know. He can't be that hard to get. He's definitely up for he's definitely up for a lot, you know. I think it's all like my guess would be it would depend on whether he, whether or not he liked what we did. That's true. So we got we got to do some of his movies now, fuck. I just love the idea that of Corey Feldman ego scrolling Podbean and finding <laughs> us. Me and me making fun of him from Friday 4. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, "I love you, Corey." Some Please pack of pa- We're some pack of patootsies, aren't we, Corey? <laughs> Oh God, I love that guy. That was the worst line ever. And I still, I fucking say that all the time now. I can't get that line out of my head. See, it's not the worst line ever. It's the best line ever. It's a great fucking line. It's a great terrible line. So bad, and and I love it. Shall we talk about the? Okay, so yeah, Stony, Stony, right? The the fucking prepubescent asshole who's not really prepubescent because he sounds like my dad. He's got a really <laughs> the fucking guy deep who voice. sounds like Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, and he's super tall too, so that, that helps. Um, he's like on the fucking hood of the car, and Scott finally gets the fucking idea to just slam the thing in reverse and go. But then we get a which is like, how was that not move one? Oh, I know, seriously, right? because it's a horror movie and people do dumb shit. Even though the decisions in this movie aren't really that bad. Once again, take the Jordan Peele example. All right, write intelligent character give them agency then you know when you put them in horrifying situations we can respect ourselves <laughs> but he finally did i don't it. know why i'm mad about this this yeah, movie's right. fucking delightful i know this movie's so dumb and it made me happy twice it made me happy twice in two days I am, I am probably gonna hop off of this podcast and immediately go watch it again just to watch the sexual tension between <laughs> these two now that you've brought it to my attention the second they hit the screen you're gonna see it now <laughs> <laughs> so now now we're now there's a car chase crip and silk are in the car together and crip is like he, he holds up this fucking cassette tape and he just pops it into the deck and it's this awful fucking rock song but perfect for oh yeah for the no movie. it was oh yeah it was pitch perfect for this car chase in this movie and then and then we get a nice little it's like it's like bad boys when they're throwing whatever out of the fucking back of the truck scott throws the casket at the thug's car I call them the thugs or the lost boys or whatever, but I I uh, thought that would come back like getting rid of the coffin, but nothing comes of that. Oh no! Of like we not. have a hearse and a coffin and a haunted house. What the fuck? The closest this movie gets to set up and pay off is when it shows us that there is a coffin before the coffin <laughs> becomes a weapon to be thrown out of the back of the hearse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the car chase is over after that. Mom calls, and apparently they have to stay in Colorado for another week. Scott's boner got even bigger than it already was. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> this house is huge, too. And they, they, they can fuck in every room. And they, just... <laughs> uh, they never fucked in the same place twice. They don't have to. There's so many rooms. Fuck me in the dumbwaiter, Scott. <laughs> That seems uncomfortable, but they, they'd give it a go. I, yeah. Like the backseat of a Volkswagen? Yes, which that's a weird thing to call a butthole. Trip and this girl, I call her the girl because I still can't remember her name. What the fuck is that chick's name? Which one? The nice, the one who turns oh, into a candy. nice person. Candy. Candy, really? Candy. So they're outside the house and Crip breaks into the house through the basement. 
And then he sneaks into Robin's room, creepily takes off his jacket and sits on the bed. And it's it's awkward. And I don't know if you noticed at this point, but Crip is weeping and not from the tip of his penis. <laughs> is he crying already? I know he does later. Yes, he's got tears running down his cheeks as he reaches down and caresses Robin's shoulder creepily. So now the lo- there's a, there's a neat little logic jump here. Um, I like this scene a lot because it's it's a lot of fun to watch these things happen to these assholes. But what the fuck? This movie this movie was ahead of its time in th- for this particular sequence because this sequence was straight out of a '90s movie. Should we should we give it away beforehand, or should we should we pretend like we don't know what's going to happen and then fucking? I'm going to leave that up to you. That falls entirely in your court. Crip rolls Robin over, and she has a fucking knife sticking out of her throat. This confused and the fuck out of me when I first saw this. Like, eyes glazed and wide. Yeah, and then Crip gets fucking, like, taken by somebody. Like, a bag gets put over his head. No, no, he just gets taken oh, from behind, he? and we never see exactly what happens oh, to him. Oh, fuck. Then the rest of the Lost Boys show up, and it's been... Apparently, Candy says he's been up there for, like, two hours. Like, and you just, you're just you just standing there like a fucking asshole? Some friend Did she are. say two hours? <laughs> yeah. I don't think she said that, did she? She did. She oh, did. wow. I'm like, why? Okay, sure. Silk tells the fat guy to go in the house. <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> Melvin. Melvin. And then Melvin's like, fuck you. I'm not going in there. But then <laughs> No, no, not not Crip. Silk. Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Did you say Silk or did you say Crip? I thought you said Crip. I don't know. I have Silk written down. Oh, fuck. You probably said Silk and I heard Crip. <laughs> anyway. Get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, so the house, the door opens on its own, seemingly. And then something inside the house goes, come in. <laughs> No, no, no. It doesn't just say come in. It says Melvin. Does it actually say his name? (laughs) Yes. It says Melvin. So it's like calling out to Melvin and Melvin's like, all right, fuck it. And drives his bike up the stairs and into the house because apparently he is nothing without his bike. Yeah, no, which was pretty cool. It was fun to see him ride the thing up the stairs. Uh, and then what, is, what does he see when he gets inside? Uh, oh, that's right. He sees... Um, I was going to say, it wasn't a Crip fucking rhetorical hanging. question. He sees Crip <laughs> hanging from his feet, blood running down his face like a, I don't know, like a like a slaughtered animal almost. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. And then he gets knocked out. No, Melvin. he um, a light comes on from the end of the hallway and he's like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. And he drives his bike at it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, he gets knocked out with a rope across. There's the a rope. Exactly. See, I thought the rope was going to take his head off me too and okay like this might just be because of special effects you know like i don't know if we were meant to believe that his head got taken off i think we were judging was judging by what happened like a shitty cut i think yeah based on the based on the way it was cut it did not look like his head came off but then his head was off so i was like (laughs) was that just like a really bad fuck up or did they want it to look like that i can't tell it was a time crunch i imagine it's a roger corman production so that's true. Like this the is due tomorrow. The process on this was not nuanced, as <laughs> no. I guess. Silk Stony and I keep on calling her the chick. Uh, Candy, they go inside. Candy goes upstairs. Stony takes the basement because you got you got to split up. Yeah, let's see. Um, Candy's first. Candy. Candy. That's right. Candy is first. Sexy, sexy Candy. I know she's she was my me. number three. Like all the girls <laughs> in this movie are hot, but like she she was my number three. Obviously, Robin's my number one, and then my number two is what was her name? Trish? I don't... Tina. I don't fucking know. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like, 
she doesn't she doesn't really have a character or anything but she's played by a gal who i had a crush on back in the 90s who was in puppet master 2 oh shit and she has huge boobs and i know that she does because bonnie goes why are her boobs so big <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, well, when a woman loves plastic surgery, very much. Say, they're probably fake. So. <laughs> they are 100% fake. Oh, Real boobs do not look like that. Come on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They did not move at all when oh. she was bouncing on top of the guy from Breaking Bad. She hears some music, Candy being she, by the way. And she goes up to the third floor and she's in that room and she opens the record player. And I said she sees Fatty's head because I didn't know his name. <laughs> his head is... Well, Close enough. His head is spinning around on the fucking record. Which wasn't bad looking given the lighting. No, that was all right. That that was an important decision was um, the way they lit that scene. I, I I think it worked really well. There's an effect later that looks rough. Yes. Real rough. Yes, there is. Silk hears her scream and then he goes up to the third floor. He opens the turntable and the head's gone. So that's a non-issue. Fuck, the girls are home. They're home too early, damn it. He hears a heartbeat from the closet and then he opens Oh yeah, it. that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> he opens it and he sees the, the body of candy holding her own head and i thought that i was super funny i liked i like that whole thing <laughs> uh yeah that's a fun effect and then we see a hand kind of they they knock him out and we learn that they're knocking everybody out with chloroform there was a chloroform comment earlier on in, in yeah, the she's like we're almost out of chloroform <laughs> I'm like, did you just go down to the drugstore and buy that shit? Is that the way the 80s were? I don't know. I was a child. Well, she said they were dissecting frogs, so maybe she stole it from the science lab or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, I didn't think this movie had that level of like attention to detail paid. But yeah, she did say they were chloroforming frogs. And we also learned that all the dead bodies were just special effects. And I'm like, well, I guess she's an artist, so that kind of makes sense. But it seems like it was all him. But she, how did she make the head so fast? How did they figure out that they were coming right then and get all ready i'm like well the thing is i think the implication is that he is a he's interested in special effects yeah yeah that's I, why I his that. dad is giving him shit about not studying engineering he's actually studying special effects in college oh right right there is a kind of it seems like a throwaway line but apparently it's not yeah and so he uh yeah so like he put together the special effects and then he had her build the heads because she's an artist and a sculptor and all that stuff and then they had his pump from what he used to pump out the gas was what was pumping the blood and then they said they used ketchup for the blood which is like all right fuck you right there like come on but that's a very 80s reference too because in the 80s everybody was like would everybody would tell their kids oh it's not really blood it's just ketchup even though no one had ever used that in a movie no no that sounds dumb that doesn't even make sense blood does not yeah. look like that i i wrote down that they're doing something weird with silk because we don't really you know we don't really know what the fuck they're doing but they stuff his ass into the dumb waiter and send him down to the basement where stoney's hanging out well 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 before they do that scott glues this what looks like a silicone fungal growth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it looks real weird. Yeah. Belly. And then as they're putting him down in the dumbwaiter, he busts out this packet of who knows what and smears it on the thing. And then... <laughs> when they send him down the dumbwaiter stony is in the basement he opens up the dumbwaiter there's silk he's like oh silk what's up dude and he goes to pull him out but silk is unconscious <laughs> yeah. and suddenly the thing that scott put on his belly explodes into basically what uh, candy will later call a penisaurus <laughs> <laughs> I like her. She's fun. Which, by the way, Penosaurus is a Flesh Gordon reference. Oh, is it? Yes, because in it, they have to fight one-eyed Penosauruses. 
uh yeah this thing <laughs> this thing jumps out and it was it was a good it was kind of a good jump scare because like you didn't know it was gonna happen like that that's the last oh, thing yeah. i fucking expected it's probably the only really good jump scare in the movie because ostensibly there's really a threat there you know i mean granted it's obviously not real and we know it's not real at this point but it still gets you you know because stoney doesn't know it's not real yeah exactly and he he gets so freaked out by it that he runs up the fucking stairs and then he jumps out the window him and the two uh, people who don't really do anything fucking yeah run. tina and tuco from breaking bad there we go they run into the apartments across the street i think they run past the apartments across the street i swear they like turned they, into them it's weird they obviously can't take the car because silk has the keys and he's dead so the next day we cut to uh melvin is in a garbage can and apparently not bothered at all when the can gets dumped into a dump truck that's not what wakes him up what wakes him up is when the dump truck drives off <laughs> like how hard a sleeper is this dude jesus uh, a lot and then he just kind of he kind of pounds his chest like king kong it was really weird his reaction <laughs> just like wah and then he sl- <laughs> he loses his shit if i woke up with a used condom draped over my finger i'd i'd probably be pretty frustrated myself Myself. yeah and then silk wakes up and then he gets scared of the thing on his stomach he's like what the fuck is that <laughs> and that's when that's when uh uh candy wakes up and she's because she's in the back of the car and, she's and at like, first she looks dead so silk thinks she's yeah. dead but then she wakes up and it turns out she's not and then she's like everybody's dead and he's like fuck you no nobody's dead but then that's where she says is that a penisaurus and she was doing that weird laugh and she's like what are you doing beating it off because he starts like slamming it around and stuff and punching it <laughs> trying to get it off of himself because it's glued on after all that's over the you know the siblings are cleaning shit up and scott is talking to tyler that's when he calls the doll aunt myrna this oh is, yeah that's right yeah, Robin's that's like, when he first the fuck? reveals it why am i fucking you you fucked in the head guy <laughs> i didn't realize you were weird we've only been living together for 18 years because we look the same age <laughs> yeah seriously i mean i think ostensibly he's like a year older than her or something like that but still yeah that sounds like boomer parents just fucking let's have a thousand kids all one year apart from each other <laughs> uh yeah my folks did it well not my dad and my stepmom they had like my brother and then immediately my next brother and then immediately my sister so oh, they're man. like all like two years apart like two and a half years span on all three of them so that night pete is over telling them that they're stupid <laughs> basically because pete is like literally the only reasonable character in this entire he, he's so above this whole thing yeah he's he's the only smart one so of course <laughs> he's got to die he's like you guys are fucking stupid why'd you do that and they're like it's fine it's fine it's gonna be all right the pizza guy shows up you know of course they're like we didn't order any pizza and pizza guy's like oh but it's oh fuck stupid stupid frat guys fucking calling calling in these pizza delivery pranks it's pepperoni and mushroom and you get a free quart of coke you can't beat that and then scott looks at everybody and goes you guys want some pizza but really he's looking at robin and going you want some pizza we need energy it's got extra sausage it doesn't have any sausage it just says pepperoni you fucking liar <laughs> but i have some extra sausage there you. you go so i wrote down that scott makes bad bad choices so the pizza guy puts gum on the fucking door to keep it unlocked and lewds in the fucking coke and lewds in the coke cosby yes. style <laughs> 
I did not pick up on that the first time. I'm like, why did he pass out so hard? Pete's like, yeah, no, I, I can't stay. I got to go do some stuff. So he leaves. But the of course, the Lost Boys, the, those assholes see him. And that's when they chase him down and run him over. And Pete's dead. Yep. And it's really sad. Pete. All right, Pete. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like later on, Scott's like, the only real hero was Pete. For what? For getting his ass kicked and then getting <laughs> run over. <laughs> that's literally the only thing is like for being above it all. Okay. Yep. I'll give you that. <laughs> But honestly, Pete deserved a better movie. Oh, just a little bit. Now let's cut to a few hours later, I guess. Scott's asleep. Well, who knows how long? But uh, Scott's asleep, and I wrote down too much pizza because I didn't quite catch that lewds thing the first time I watched this. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that doesn't... I know. <laughs> that doesn't happen until Silk is pouring the Coke out. Yeah, the girls got mad when he did that, by the way. They're like, why is he wasting the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I got mad when he did that until he was like, liquid lewds. So yeah, they, they use like super loud fucking music to wake his ass up the first time my first thought was how the fuck did they get in there and do that because again the first time i watched it i didn't catch the lewds thing so i'm like is he just like a super heavy sleeper or what but i guess that happens no that was what (laughs) i thought when i that was what i thought the first time too i was like what how oblivious is this guy he's like (laughs) me or something he was busy jerking off thinking about his sister and eating pizza at the same time probably true double fist in it because she went to bed she did (laughs) he has he has a piece of pizza in one hand his cock in the other and he's like fucking he has a straw in the coke and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) just total debauchery (laughs) so of course they also have robin and she's in the doll's dress and she's like sitting on the chair or something like on on crip's lap i guess he's obviously he's holding her against her will oh yeah yeah yeah. but i wrote down that scott's jealous again because (laughs) just the look in his eyes when he sees her on Crip's lap. <laughs> he also has the gun, by the way. Uh, a little bit earlier, she's Robin convinced him finally. She's like, just load the gun, motherfucker. And he did. And he has the gun now. And they he grabs it and he points it at Silk and he goes, I'll fucking do it. And Silk's like... Uh, I don't think you have the balls and he would be right because anybody who goes, I'll do it. I'll do it is not going to fucking do it at all. Yeah. It's like uh, looper syndrome. I'll fucking do it. I'm going to do it. You couldn't even convince a mute homeless guy. What did he say? A a deaf hobo? (laughs) Oh, deaf hobo. There we go. (laughs) Or some shit. God, I can't remember that line, but it was always funny. That's where Scott's at. (laughs) Yeah. So Silk steals the gun from him and he points it at, he points it at Scott and Crip says, don't hurt him, man. Don't hurt him. Cause Robin's like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. And then he's like, Crip's like, I'm not going to get a deal this good ever again. <laughs> so don't hurt him. And then, then they immediately just run upstairs. I'm like, what the fuck? That was quick. And then Silk is immediately like, yeah, I'm going to totally fucking hurt you. But he pulls the trigger and there's no bullets. Cause it was, it was a diehard situation. It's like, what do you think? We're fucking stupid Hans. <laughs> Scott, I guess. What do you think? We're fucking stupid, Scott. And he's like, why do you sound like Bruce Willis? You look like Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> no, he looks like Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Fuck Peter Facinelli. <laughs> oh, so Candy tries to be the voice of reason. And she's like, why are we doing this? Can we, we've proved our point. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they're like, go fuck yourself. And she's like, no, you go fuck yourself. And then she leaves. Because Candy then, don't want no part of that shit. No, she's smart about it. Uh, and then the rest of them tie Hence, up Scott. <laughs> she's the only one who survived yeah exactly and we get to see her in that horrible acid wash jean outfit yeah no she's still cute but the outfit's not great yeah you're actually right though like jill whitlow definitely came out on the positive end of fashion in this movie oh yeah yeah like 480s fashion she was looking pretty good the whole time um silk gives melvin the the doll though and he's like it's more your speed brain dead or whatever <laughs> 
why the fuck is Melvin still hanging out with these guys? I don't know. I guess that's that's typical 80s toady syndrome. I mean, that that's the reason Hans Gruber was such a revelation was because he actually respected the people he worked with. Melvin gets the doll. He has it on the ground and he starts running it over with his motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and splitting it, <laughs> splitting it like that. <laughs> Like that motorcycle really is Melvin's surrogate for his penis. Oh, yeah. In a big way. I can now see why he was so pissed when Scott touched it. And I wrote down that that was a bad move because Tyler's watching and the mirror fucking explodes. Tyler took that shit personal. Yeah, just a little. And the power gets all weird and fucking goes out and Stoney goes back to the basement because that's where good things happen. (laughs) Stoney fucking loves that basement, man. But before anything happens to him, we cut to Crip and Robin up in the bedroom. Getting creepy with Crippy. Yes, and he gives her some earrings. He says, they're yours. They always were. And then he does a weird thing where he puts I actually kind of wonder if maybe they were Aunt Myrna's because, you know, later revelations, they maybe were. they got passed down to him by his dad. That's what I'm getting out of it. The couple that doesn't have anything to do, we see them getting ready to fuck, but we don't, we're, we're, we're not quite there yet. Tuco and Puppet Master 2 girl. Yes. What uh, is her name again? Her name, oh, Charlie Spradling is the ooh. actress his name interesting interesting name i think tina is the character because how 80s oh you know what uh candy does not quite leave yet uh stony is in the basement he <laughs> um, <laughs> candy, oh, yeah that's candy, right like sees the dumb waiter and she's like hey hey what are you doing down there stony's like looking up at her and the first thing i thought was oh fuck her head is going to get knocked off and it's going to fall on him. That was what I thought was going to happen, too. I was sure Candy was dead in that scene. <laughs> yeah, she she moves out of the way just in time, though, when that thing drops. And then fucking Stoney's head just gets crushed. And that, the reveal of that is one of the worst effects I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks delightful, though. <laughs> like, it's a... It's a terrible effect, but it looks fantastic because it's so bad, but it's super gory too. Like they really committed to the gore, but it just looks like shit. And then just as, uh, just as Candy leaves, Crip and Robin like kind of walk through the kitchen. I assume they're going up to the, up to the, the suicide room. Yeah. Don't they have like a, doesn't Candy like say like a, have like a parting words for Crip or something like that? Yes. And I don't remember what they were because I forgot to write them down for some reason. Suffice to say, I think that was the last straw for candy canned she dishes out immediately thereafter yes but then we cut back to fucking melvin and his doll and yes he's still using his dirt bike penis but then (laughs) it's such a weird scene (laughs) but then his bike loses control uh, I wonder why and throws him off of it and then he gets fucking it's like dirt bike kid gone wrong And the bike, like, just slams into him until he fucking dies. Into the yep. He gets slammed into the wall. It's pretty fucked up. And then we cut back to Crip, and he's talking all crazy, telling Robin he loves her, and he kept the ballroom like this for her. So I guess that explains why the ballroom looks like that, because Crip did it. Like, here's my question. Is Crip possessed, or is he just, like, is there just something supernatural about this place that is causing him to act like this? Guess who had the exact same question? Me. Guess who doesn't have an answer? Anybody, I'm imagining. Maybe there's something on the commentary track. I don't know, but I never listened to those before we do this, so I'll uh, have to check it out later. Yeah, I thought about that both times. I'm like, wait a minute. So is that is he like supposed to be possessed, or is he just acting on his own accord, or what? Anyways, they start dancing just like in the beginning of the movie. It's pretty much the same scene. Now, he even says the same shit to her. He says the lines that open the movie. I built this room for you. So he is reenacting the beginning of the movie at this point. Yes. Uh, even though nobody was there to record it, so clearly 
clearly he's getting like messages from the other side Ooh. but that's my that's the big question are they coming from tyler or are they just the vibe of the house you know not that i expect an answer i'm not asking for an answer i'm just saying that's the question good you better fucking not because i don't have a goddamn answer i don't know anything <laughs> I know. I don't know anything either. So this is the most ridiculous kill in the movie. We're cutting, we're cutting back to the <laughs> cutting back to the couple fucking. They're fucking. They're they're having a good time. She's on top. The side table kind of jiggles and some beers fall onto the bed. And earlier on in the movie, the mom like has an electric blanket and she's like, "Oh, this is gonna be so good." And the dad's like, "Hey, you dumb bitch. There's no fucking electricity." She's like, "Oh well." For some reason, like his hand just touches it or something, and it's all wet because it, no, it, it's frayed. It's he like, like he it? reaches over. I think he's trying to save the beer, but he grabs the wire by mistake. <laughs> and then and, uh, he gets electrocuted. Now, this is the part that is weird about this. So he's, <laughs> he's getting electrocuted, and he's, like, thrusting into her because he's, like, getting shocked, right? And she's, she's like having fun but then right when she right when she comes she rolls over and she's dead i'm like wait was she getting electrocuted or did she die by orgasm i'm what i think the elect the electric thrusting made her come to death <laughs> like it was a combination effort like the overstimulation plus the electricity and she just orgasmed to death <laughs> oh my yeah yeah it's kind of kind of confusing because she just falls down no reaction no nothing just dead and then his <laughs> yeah, hand because like she seems like she's able to control her she, she's like oh yeah baby oh yeah like she's not like you know <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense it's very bizarre it is the most ridiculous kill of the movie by far and i love it and her head like falls kind of just next to his hand and it's all fried and still like twitching around <laughs> his the fucking hand with the prosthetic and this the bone sticking out of the fingertips that just, was pretty gross uh, i liked uh, it and then silk finds stony's terrible death effect but in a good way i wrote <laughs> so oh that one honestly it's worth watching the movie just for that yeah this is yeah <laughs> like even if you don't enjoy all the sexual tension um yeah that effect is so delightfully bad that it's brilliant that's some troll two level shit so silk tries to get scott with an axe at this point scott has knocked over the chair that he's been fucking tied to and he's scooting his ass over to a phone but duh the phone lines get, will have been cut at this point because they're again they're not exactly the bad guy aren't like stupid stupid yeah they're just reckless they're regular stupid yeah <laughs> i mean the life of crime does not tend to attract people with the you know the best long view oh good song it's about do, spanking do, it by do, the way do, 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 do. um and then the cops show up because oh because uh the mom must have called because she's called a bunch of times and not getting through Ow. apparently obviously because the phone line's been cut yeah so the cops show up and who this this is where it starts to get dark again this is the first bit of it being dark <laughs> Um, the gun just kind of floats into Silk's hands, and oh, and it this is this is as itself. the cops burst through yes. the door. By the way, and it loaded itself in the air. It like popped a couple shells in, yep. and then he has the gun in his hand, and he's like, "I can't put it down. I can't put it down." They're like, "Put it down." He's like, "I can't." And, and this then, is the LAPD, so we know what's going to happen. So they they do they shoot him, but he's a white guy, so uh, that's, that's a little weird, right? Oh come on, we've we've established <laughs> by now that it's not just black people; it's just mostly black people. <laughs> that's fair so they, they shoot him a couple times and then he's kind of like leaning up against the wall and then the gun just starts to turn slowly and he does he put it in his mouth 
Yes, he does. And he pulls the fucking trigger, and it was a very <laughs> disturbing, weird, not suicide. Yeah, uh, his brain's like, well, it's you know, it's just blood, really, but blows up the wall like a fucking Jackson Pollock, and then he's got this look on his face of just total surprise that just stays there. Yeah. And it, was... it, it should be hilarious, but it's kind of... It's not. <laughs> a little disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the movie is just nothing but dark creepiness from here on out. Crip and Robin are still dancing yep. up in that room. He unzips the back of her dress, he takes the switchblade, and pops the blade out, but then he goes to stab her, and right as he goes to stab her, he pops the blade back in. I don't think he popped the blade back in. I think Tyler popped the blade back in. Oh my god, how did I not fucking put that together? Yeah. You are right. What can I say? I'm a... I'm a very observant fellow. And I'm just a fucking idiot. God damn it. All right. I well, you know what they say if the uh, if the silk dress fits. Oh, it does. I'm wearing it right now. That's sexy. Right after that, um, they go into the fucking room and guess who guess what happens? Crip is fucking hanging there, just like just like Tyler Walker from the beginning of the movie. In the same outfit, mind In you. the same outfit. And he's got this he's got this silly look on his face. <laughs> just <laughs> like he? Tyler did at the oh, beginning yeah. of the movie. Oh, and then yeah. Scott has to wake up uh wake up Robin. She's like, I had a dream. It was a bad dream. I had a dream and he's like, It's okay, baby. I mean, sister, I'm here. <laughs> Like the way he rushes to her side, the nookie train almost derailed. <laughs> so then we cut to, you know, the parents are home. It must be a day or two later. Robin's obviously traumatized. The dad's, the dad is a very 80s, very 80s dad. He's like, good, fuck them. Glad they're dead. <laughs> He's so 80s. <laughs> saves me the trouble. Yeah, saves me the trouble. I'm like, you didn't even fucking do anything about it the first time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless you're just that bad of a shot no because he's he's one of those one of those wannabe alpha male dads who's all talk oh absolutely has the gun for show yeah but you know when it comes down to it he's like he's the guy who's like i'll do it i'll do it yep why do you think he gave birth to that weenie kid oh he's a good kid he is a good kid but he's a weenie <laughs> and then now scott's getting rid of all tyler's stuff now i'm just kind of wondering like how tyler walker would feel about that yeah i don't know like are is that their way of exercising tyler or something i don't know but at this point tyler's no longer around yeah he hasn't been around for a while i guess so that's that's a thing so maybe that's what they were doing and maybe they succeeded so candy shows up outside and she's like you know i'm sorry i don't know it was it was kind of it was kind of shitty what we were doing and she is outfitted <laughs> in the jinko jeans tuxedo from uh fucking two days in hell or eight days in hell or whatever the fuck that andy samberg sports documentary is called have you seen that no what you haven't seen that it's fucking brilliant it's andy sandberg and kit harrington from game of thrones yeah. and they play these two tennis prodigies from the 80s oh my God. <laughs> who are going up against each other and i i maybe it's called seven days in hell I, I can't remember but suffice to say they have this ongoing match in which neither of them wins for days on end and andy sandberg's character is very clearly based on um oh fuck what the guy who was married to brooke shields oh, i can't remember his fuck, fucking name i don't know the only two other guys i know are mcenroe and sampras and it's neither of them john mcenroe is um, the only one i know it's you know the cool guy from the 80s he was like the cool tennis player in the 80s he had a mullet and everything was there a cool tennis players in the 80s there was and it, there was john McEnroe, and there was this guy <laughs> um who's why the fuck can't i remember his name because he's a fucking tennis player I, like, who cares i'm going to i'm going to google i'm going to type in 80s cool 
<laughs> tennis player. Watch it says. bring him up. There he is. There's his fucking picture right there. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> fucking, I love that that happened. His picture is the number one picture that came up. <laughs> and it won't give me his goddamn name. It's just pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I get his name? Uh, It's Philly Stryberg. No, it's not Philly Stryberg. But it should be. That's not a bad name. I mean, I, I just made that up. How does that? How cool am I? <laughs> That's a pretty great tennis player <laughs> name from the 80s. What the fuck is his name? Come on. We're still not done yet. I clicked on his goddamn <laughs> picture to get to this page. Where the fuck is it? Andre Agassi. Oh, that's. Yeah, I know that name. I know that name. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Sandberg is very obviously modeled on Andre Agassi. But he's he's being sponsored by Jinko jeans, so his entire outfit is acid wash jeans. I'm gonna cut out a little bit of that. Him spending five minutes trying to figure out what this fucking cool tennis player's name is. <laughs> Andre Agassi. <laughs> and I already forgot because I don't care. <laughs> That was the most ridiculous sidebar I've ever gone on. But she's there to actually give us something fucking important. Unlike me. <laughs> to tell us why Crip was acting so fucking weird all the time. And boy, is she in full information dump mode. Oh, yeah. Turns out Tyler Walker was Crip's dad. No, Crip's no, granddad. Crip's grand, yes. Because earlier in the movie, they mentioned that there's a rumor that Tyler Walker and their Aunt Myrna had an illegitimate child together. And it turns out that was Crip's grandpa. Or no, that was, no, that was Crip's dad. So Tyler Walker was his granddad. What an emotional roller coaster i know no it said it was actually crip was tyler's son i think it was his, it was his actual son no no crip was his grandson his dad was tyler's son i don't know if i believe you but let's let's just leave it at that so we that'll that'll be like i will fight you on this motherfucker i said which doesn't explain all the creepy doll fucking it absolutely doesn't that is never explained we're just i mean honestly who among us hasn't fucked some creepy dolls i've done it twice of course of course you have. We've all done it at least twice. He only did it once. He had one doll. He was he was a monogamous doll fucker. I'm doing it right now. I'm not doing it right now. I'm saving it for bedtime. I just came. Okay. We're not done yet, though, so I got to stay awake. Um, yes, but did your brother come? Don't just think of yourself. No, but my sister did. Gross. Okay. Well, that's something. <laughs> Ew. I just, I just made myself sad. <laughs> Because you actually have a sister. <laughs> I do. So now we cut to, it's a happy day. It's happy. It's time to time to have fun. The siblings are driving around in the hearse. They're being super fucking flirty again. <laughs> which, which makes even more sense when it turns out that this is a dream that she's having. Oh, yeah. Because in the dream, they, in her dreams, she can just be herself. Yeah. But also, I said they just got done fucking because she's like busy putting on makeup and fucking with the mirror and stuff. <laughs> In the coffin in the back. Yeah, yeah, except the casket does open up and then Crip fucking pops out. And then all of a sudden he's outside. It's definitely a dream. He's all of a sudden outside of the car and he's like, hey, baby. And she's like, I'm his baby, pointing to her brother. And then he... <laughs> And he, and he pulls out his knife and he stabs the seat right next to her for some reason. Yeah. Scott is there when she actually wakes up. Yeah, because she woke him up with her thrashing. I know. And then I said, and he's offering to get her something to eat. And I said, they totally actually just got done fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then she gets up uh, and follows him out of the room and the fucking switchblade is sticking out of the pillow. And then the final shot of the movie is the mirror. We get the mirror and and you think Tyler's going to pop up in it. But nope, Crip is there. And then the mirror fucking explodes and then credits. Look at that shit. And then we get the this amazingly awesome bad theme song yeah the music in this movie is not good i love the soundtrack to this movie i gotta say it's all awesome terrible 80s music i love terrible 80s. it's not music. quite as good as friday the 13th part four <laughs> or part three excuse me three was the one with the jam and soundtrack wasn't it or was that four uh four had the dancing scene that's all i know <laughs> Oh, that's right, with that horrible winger song or whatever it was. Well, final thoughts. (laughs) Hey, Twice Dead is not a good movie, but it's a good bad movie, so go watch it. There aren't any zombies in it until, like, right at the end when she's dreaming, so that doesn't really count, but it's it's real dumb and also super dark. It's way scarier than it should be. Totally, this movie's all over the place. But yeah, like for a movie that's terrible in the best possible way, this movie will scratch that itch for you. It did for me. Uh, I was trying to think of a ball scratching joke, but I couldn't think of one. So never mind. So yeah, it's a good movie. Let's, you know, it's a fun one. You got some advice for the listeners if they want to follow us on the social media? Yeah, they can follow us on social media. Fucking duh. On everything at the Shark Pod. And if you like to read, but you don't actually like reading, you can do the audibletrial.com slash Sharks Cross Hollywood. I don't have anything clever to say about it. Just fucking go listen to a book. Yeah, you should listen to uh, Choreography by Corey Feldman, which I have promoted before and I will promote again because we should be listening to Corey. Listen to Corey. Does he narrate the book himself? Yes, he does. <laughs> you know he does. Come on. Uh, then that's all the more reason to fucking get it. I think I could go to sleep listening to Corey Feldman's voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Still deep and raspy like it, like it always was. It was never yeah. deep and raspy. It was high and squeaky. He's Donatello. Nah, it's raspy. He's oh. like, that's why he was copper in Fox and the Hound. So it's high and raspy? Because his voice was so raspy for a kid. He had a deep voice for a kid. You know you know what I think he is? Some mm. pack of patootsies. <laughs> he is that. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> That's a that's a callback. Speaking of which, <laughs> that's a that's a nice little segue into our uh, Patreon. We are currently in the midst of 2021 the 13th where we will be reviewing every Friday the 13th movie from 1 to fucking it's just 12. It's I was going to say 13, but nope, it's it's only 12. That will never not be a heartbreaker. They'll make a new one and it's going to fucking suck because that's just kind of what happens. See what they need to do is they need to call it they they need to give it some kind of a good name specifically, you know, to do with the 13th and, you know, that that kind of has the double meaning about Friday the 13th and that it's the 13th film, but it's not necessarily the 13th chronologically and then really blow our socks off with it and then end the series i know what it's going to be called go to patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood and you can hear all those fucking episodes in fact actually you can get a you can get a preview of it on our main feed friday the 13th the original film from 1980 you can go listen to us talk about that bullshit and see if you give a shit and hopefully you do because you can just give us some money and then you can hear all of that stuff yes you can and, and you should and you, you definitely should oh what, what the fuck oh oh it's uh, you know what it, give, given the climate of movies and stuff it's just going to be called the 13th 
See, I was thinking something like that. Or they could just call it 13. Oh, I was going to say yes, but there's already like four movies called 13. Yeah, that's true. It's a good number for a movie title. Uh, It's going to be like Jason's Revenge or something. Oh, no. Mm, no. <laughs> oh, now you're just stepping on it. The 13th. Cult of that's Jason. That's a good one. Cult of Jason. No, we don't want it to go that way. <laughs> now, I'm just, now I'm just using Child's Play titles. Jason's Dead, The Final Nightmare. The actual Final Nightmare again. Jason Master. It can't be the final nightmare, Jason Master. <laughs> Jason Masturbator. Oh, that's a different movie. Okay. All right. We're clearly spiraling. The All right. Train so, hey, place. that does it. That was twice dead. Go see the movie. It was kind of awesome. Uh, we'll be back next time with. Oh, oh, yeah. You want weird? It's coming at you in a couple weeks. Uh, Warriors of Virtue. Oh yes. I do not know anything about this movie other than the promotional stills i've seen for it and it looks like shit so i'm very excited it is definitely something (laughs) (laughs) sounds like i'm right um i haven't seen it in a long time so i don't know how i feel about it anymore but we'll find out we'll find out because i'm actually pretty excited to go after that one so you'll be hearing about warriors of virtue in a couple weeks but until then stay jossum 